Thanks for taking the time to check out the One Five Cast, where our episodes are fast on your time and filled with substance. Subscribe to our cast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Instagram at the One Five Cast, and follow our host Will Chase at Dub Chase on Instagram. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up? And thank you for checking me out today. Shout out to one of my favorite pages on Instagram, Sneaker Speculation. Go and check them out at sneaker underscore speculation on Instagram. That is their handle. Check them out to stay up to date on all of your uh, sneaker news and things like that and information and new leases, new releases that may be coming out. And uh, today I just want to talk to you about a recent thing that uh, Complex Magazine put out. It's called 23 Things You May Not Know About Air Jordans. Um, I just thought this was a really cool story and, you know, and just keeping it going with uh, ESPN's uh, documentary titled The Last Dance. I um, thought this was something pretty cool that can just kind of go hand in hand with that. When it comes to anything dealing with tradition and legends, there are likely some behind the scenes type stories we don't always know about. The Air Jordan series is no different. Whether it was Michael Jordan hating a design or unusual influences. Jordan sneakers have some untold history too. So, Michael Jordan wanted to sign with Adidas over Nike. And that was something that was showed in the latest episode of the Last Dance documentary. When Michael Jordan left the University of North Carolina in 1984, he wanted to sign with Adidas, not Nike. He was self-described, or I should say he was a self-described Adidas nut. And he told his agent that if the deal that if the deal the German company offered was even close, he'd sign with them. Apparently it wasn't, so that's Adidas' loss. How the Air Jordan Wings logo was created. The first, or I should say the very first drawing of the Air Jordan ball and Wings logo was sketched out in the spur of the moment by Nike's Peter Moore. While the Air Jordan name was actually conceived of by super agent David Falk. And while it's hard to believe now, Falk wanted Jordan treated more like a tennis player than a basketball player. Because back then, they were the ones who were getting all the signature products. Michael Jordan did not like black and red sneakers. So when the when Nike first presented Jordan with sketches of the black and red Jordan 1s, he innocently responded, I can't wear that shoe. Those are the devil's colors. As a Tar Heel, MJ wasn't so eager to don the colors of rival NC State, even if it was his new NBA look. People were skeptical the first Air Jordan would sell. Michael Jordan was an unproven rookie, when the Air Jordan 1s were designed and marketed. 
And at $65 a pop, there was skepticism that anyone would buy them. Instead, he emerged as the most exciting player in the NBA. And with the shoes finally released, they flew off shelves. The Air Jordan 2 didn't have a swoosh. The Air Jordan 2 was the first Nike shoe to not feature swoosh branding anywhere on the sneaker. It was a risky move, but it ushered in a new era where design, not logo, was most important. The Air Jordan shoe was the first luxury basketball sneakers. The Air Jordan 2 was the only pair of Jordans to be made in Italy, and thanks to fox lizard skin on the upper and design inspiration from a woman's boot an inspiration that would pop up again with the air jordan 8 that was bought they bought a new level of luxury to a sports product the air jordan 3 stopped michael jordan from leaving nike and and a side note with the air jordan 3 i think that is the that to me that is my favorite jordan of all time i think it's the absolute most comfortable Jordan sneaker ever. And I think it's also the best looking, but that's just my opinion. But as I was saying, the Air Jordan 3 stopped Michael Jordan from leaving Nike. Jordan wasn't too big on signing with Nike from the start. And after two of the people who did not, who did the most to bring him to the brand left, he was considering a change of scenery as well. His initial deal was up in 1988. In the end, it was young designer Tinker Hatfield's incorporation of the elephant print and the more conceived Jumpman logo on the revolutionary Air Jordan 3. And Michael's dad telling his heirness that Nike had his best interest at heart. That convinced him to stay. The Air Jordan 5 was the first basketball sneaker with 3M. The Air Jordan 5 was the first basketball sneaker to feature 3M material. The Nike Air Epic was the first ever. Hartfield designed the tongue that way to make the sneaker look even flashier under the arena lights and strobes and match Jordan's rock star-like fame. Michael Jordan was injured in the Air Jordan 6, but he didn't care. MJ suffered an injury to his foot in the second game of the 1991 NBA Finals against Magic and Company. When asked if he wanted to play in a special shoe to help protect the injury or or his usual sixes, Michael simply responded to the training staff, give me the pain. The Hair Jordan campaign with Bugs Bunny. How did that happen? Like many other things in the Air Jordan canon, the Hair Jordan campaign may look like a no-brainer now, but it represented at the time quite the risk and quite the investment in 1992. The initial ad alone cost $1 million, not including Michael's salary. It also took six months to make and required 3,000 separate illustrations drawn by 25 different artists. Tinker Hatfield 
still designed Air Jordans when Michael Jordan retired for the first time. After Jordan left the NBA to pursue baseball full-time, Tinker Hatfield was told to abandon the Air Jordan line and move on to new things. But Tinker didn't think Michael was done with hoops quite yet and continued to design new Air Jordans as if he never retired. Without his passion and belief, the Jordan line might have died after the eight. Michael Jordan wasn't happy with the Air Jordan 10. Michael was disappointed with how the with how the Jordan 10 ended up since he was not consulted on the final design as he normally was. When Hatfield finally tracked him down to show him the 10s, Michael responded, I don't like it and you need to change it. Hatfield had added a strip of leather across the toe, something that hadn't been on an Air Jordan since the five. Chastened, he got on the phone the next day and had alterations made for the ensuing colorways after Jordan after Jordan and jokingly at least we hope so told Tinker he would make up the financial difference if they didn't sell as well as his previous models even the retro version of the steel gray tins featured a clean toe the Air Jordan 11 was inspired by a lawnmower It is no secret that Tinker Hatfield has drawn inspiration from strange places when designing Jordans, but maybe none as strange as a lawnmower and its protective cover that helped birth the most iconic Jordan to date, the 11s. Patent leather has found its way onto countless sneakers since, but it's worth remembering on the Air Jordan 11, it served a functional purpose besides adding flash. Michael wore the Air Jordan 11 against Nike's wishes. During the Bulls' playoff run in 1995, Tinker unveiled the Concord 11s to Jordan to see how he felt about the design. He was so excited about the shoes that even against Tinker's wishes, he rocked them on the court and forced Nike to go with the sample version design for the following season. The hype was so crazy from Jordan holding up a pair and showing them off on television that the release in the fall was chaos. Sounds familiar, huh? Why people wear the Air Jordan 11 with suits. Before the Air Jordan 11 ever hit sales, Michael predicted the sneaker featuring smooth patent leather would get dressed up with suits. Sneakerheads talked about the Boys to Men Award show appearance where they rocked the Concords and how it was likely a sign of things to come for one of the most iconic sneakers of all time. Go ahead and search the internet for proof. It can be found, but it definitely happened. And even without that, you probably know someone who wore the Jordan 11s to a wedding, a prom, and possibly even their own wedding. When Jordan brand was created. When the Air Jordan 13 dropped in 1997, it was released under the Jordan brand name for the first time. This was a long time coming 
and something that David Falk had wanted since the beginning. Strasser and Moore wanted it in 1987. A decade later, it was finally time. Enter CEO Jordan. The shoes rolled out along with the Air Jordan trainers and Team Jordans, making the line more than just signature shoes for the first time. And as we all saw in last week's airing of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan wore the Air Jordan 1 in 1998. With Jordan on the verge of retiring again, he decided to break out a pair of the OG Air Jordan 1s at what was likely to be his final game at Madison Square Garden on March 8, 1998. LeBron wasn't the first player to feel like he had just as much love and memories from the Knicks' sanctuary. Jordan's feet had grown a size since he first rocked the kicks. But that didn't stop him from making another statement in a long career of historical feats. He finished that game somewhere in the neighborhood of 47 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, on some seriously sore and bloody feet. Why the Michael Jordan statue is wearing Air Jordan 9s. When it came time to design the statue of Mike outside of the United Center, the Air Jordan 9s were selected because of their distinct outsoles. Of course, the 9s were also the only Air Jordans that MJ never played in as a bull before he retired for the second time in 1998. The Air Jordan 17 was the first $200 basketball sneaker. The Air Jordan series accomplished a lot of firsts for a basketball sneaker, including the price tag of $200. Granted, the Air Jordan 17 did come with a briefcase and interactive CD. Shortly after the release of the 17, Foot Locker complained to Nike about the high prices of some of their sneakers. This resulted in a period of time with the retailer carrying a limited selection from the brand, which did not include sought after models such as the Air Jordans. Michael Jordan didn't want the Air Jordan 18 to be inspired by snakes. Jordan brand had to completely rework its original marketing plan for the Black Mamba inspired Jordan 18s because Jordan is afraid of snakes. Kobe Bryant should remain forever thankful. The Air Jordan 21 has a secret message on it. Just like bonus tracks on your favorite album, the Air Jordan 21 came with something extra that you might not have known was even there. Hell, you might still have not seen it yet. If you have ever hold them up to a black light, a special meshes illuminates. What is it? You have to find that out for yourself. Why you should like the Air Jordan 23. After the Air Jordan 15s, Tinker was less hands-on with the design of the Air Jordan line 
until the Air Jordan 23. With the 23s, the team at Jordan Brand spent more time working on innovation than on any other Jordan, and it helped change how performance sneaker design was approached. They made the shoe thinner and slimmer so it would fit the athlete's foot even better and also sharply decreased the amount of adhesives needed to keep sneakers together. Not only was it the first performance basketball shoe to be a, to be a part of Nike's considered line, it would shape much of what was to come. Have you ever thought, why are Air Jordan release dates on a Saturday? Ever wonder why Air Jordans are typically released on Saturdays? It's so kids don't skip school to get them. Now they just have to miss class on Friday or Wednesday to line up. Teachers and principals must be thrilled about the sneakers app, except for the text alerts going off in class. And that's just a little history of Air Jordan sneakers and just how I think um, important and well, I don't know if important is the right word, but I think it's definitely just insight on just how impactful um, and, and influential the Air Jordans have been on the culture. It's amazing to me when I still see young kids wearing Air Jordans that were released 20 years ago and they get hyped up over them in the same much in the same way that I did when I was their age um, for his sneakers. So with all that being said, as always, thank you for listening. Peace. Once again, thank you for tuning into this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to our cast that's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Also, give us a follow on Instagram at the 15 cast and follow our host, Will Chase, at dubchase on Instagram.